and welcome to Sustain, the podcast where we talk about sustaining open source for the long haul. Who are we? Where do we come from? Where are we going? Why am I in Nigeria? That's right. Today I am in Lagos. Actually, that was going to be what I was going to say before plans changed and I didn't make it, which was very sad. However, Bolaji, Iodeji, and I decided let's have a series of podcasts anyway with the guests of OSCA, Open Source Community Africa, the most awesomest conference in Africa that I know of about open source. I know Pi Africa probably has a close second, and there's probably another one. Let me know what it is. Send me an email, podcast at sustainoss.org. But last year, in June, July-ish, Asuka happened, and Bolaji and I are going to talk about it today. That's right. He's my guest. Bolaji, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well, Richard. How about you? I'm doing well, although I'm still a bit nervous that you said I have an accent. I can't believe I have an accent. I thought I was <laughs> accentless, so I'm sorry for mispronouncing your name. Balaji is a longtime software engineer and organizer of Oscar. Balaji, how many years has Oscar been going on again? It's been like four years plus now. For the conference itself, it's been three years with the conference, but Oscar existed even before the conference started, so four years-ish. So Oscar is one of those organizations that is also the conference, right? Kind of like Sustain. Yeah. Cool. And how long have you been an organizer? For all three years? Yes, all three years. I think the first sustain we had in Africa was the one after the sustain in Belgium in 2020. Yeah, so pretty much just after that sustain was when we kickstarted ours. So you mentioned another word, sustain there. So at OSCA, at the Open Source Community Africa Festival in Lagos, there's also a sustain conference that happens during the conference, it's a workshop, it's a room. Can you tell me more about how long those conversations go on and how many people attend that? Yes. So this year we had another Sustain Summit. I think that's the third one we've done so far alongside the Open Source Festival. And this year the event lasted for about three hours, 30 minutes, roughly close to four hours. And we had seven working groups this year. Compared to last year, we added a new working group. So we had open source software development, open source documentation, open source design, open source data science, open source programs and specialized projects, open source marketing and funding, burnout and mental health. And yeah, we had about 120 persons who initially indicated interest to attend and roughly around 75 persons attended. And that included different variations of professions from data analysts to software engineers, to marketing folks, developer advocates, community managers, everyone involved in contributing to open source and maintaining open source software. That's incredible. Okay. So around 90 people attended last year then to this entire event. Later on in this series of podcasts, this is the first of several podcasts, we're going to be talking to some of the people who helped organize some of these events, that's workshops. Now, most sustained conversations that happen in a physical location, most conferences, aren't the kind of conferences where there's someone at the top with a PowerPoint, hello, yes, turn to my next slide, one, two. It's much more casual and conversation. Is that the same for your sustain? Yes, I mean, it's pretty much the same thing. So we have the same style sessions where everyone sits, no phones, no smartphones. I'm pretty much the only one who 
has a phone just because I have a timer and I run around the room ringing when people need to stop. And people kind of hate me for doing that now. Once they see me enter a particular session, they're like, hey, he's here to ring the clock. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, we have a facilitator in each of the session and the job of the facilitator is just small conversations, how people discuss. We They have key points of what they need to talk about and then the people discuss, you know, take notes and then we collect the notes at the end. We discuss the notes and figure out what we will do with all of those notes. So sounds like a lot of work. Really glad you went through that and did that. You just rolled his eyes at me. Yes, it's a lot. <laughs> what was your personal highlight? What did you like the best about this one? What conversations were really exciting for you, you think? So I think one of the key highlights for me this year is the fact that we are slowly introducing new working groups that having sure we don't think about when it comes to open source generally. For example, if you talk about open source, you just, we already picture software. We picture design. Much easier to think about all of these things now. But now we have the burnout and mental health session, which is coming in slowly. And we recently also introduced data science, mainly because there is so much talk about software engineering. And when it comes to data, while it's a little bit of software, it's quite different. It's, it's a different scope when it comes to contributing. So we've been able to find ways to bring in folks who are experts in that field to come in and talk about what their pain points, what they think contributing to open source projects should look like. One beautiful part of the Sustain this year is we had key players who were either building open source projects in Africa or top maintainers in some of the existing open source projects. So it was more like we get raw information from those who are actually right in the field. For example, in data science side, we had people who were building the Danfoges and data science library for the JavaScript programming language and you know, come up more like the similar lines. So I think the key highlight then to summarize would be that we had more industry experts in those fields. And then we are having more adjacent working groups that kind of like support maintainers to help them achieve the whole aim of open source. And as we always say, sustainability is it's not just about the project itself. It's about the people who manage the project. And just new working groups kind of like are more focused on those people, helping them be better for themselves so they could do the project work much more better. I love that. That is awesome. You mentioned earlier that you took notes and there's something to do with them. Now, I maintain the Sustain OSS website, sustainoss.org. You can go there today and check it out. I don't see those notes anywhere and I haven't seen a PR to add them. So I'm just curious, what have you done with the resources and how can we put them online so other people can see them? Yes. Good question, Richard. So we're currently working on the reports for this year. It's much more later than we did last year, just because there's just been a lot going on. So usually at the end of each session, we try to collate all the notes and probably in some weeks from now, most likely by the time this podcast would be out and you're listening to this, the report will be out and you will be able to find it also on the Sustain website. You mentioned that burnout is a new workshop. Burnout is one of the main reasons we started sustaining them in the beginning. Like, oh man, people are having a really tough time with those words. What do we do about it? It's really hard to organize burnout workshops because you're already burnt out before you arrive there. And so <laughs> I'm just really curious, what did you focus on in that session? Are there people who are, say, in the Oscar community, in the sustain community, who are maintaining too many libraries already that are being used around the world? Because if so, that's really cool and I want to hear about it. But I'm just curious, like, what sort of conversation happened there? Yeah. So you're already burnt out from your normal job, right? And then you have to then figure out how to contribute to open source at once, how to be spectrum. And we also have another set of people who probably open source is their full time. But we have quite a number of the certain persons 
So more of the discussions we have is about like, how do we take care of our bodies while we are actively contributing to and when they're in open source software? So it doesn't matter which side of the spectrum you belong to, how do you take care of your body? Where do we draw the line? What challenges are those sets in open source contributors and maintainers facing? And we try to share health tips on how we can navigate through all of these things. Because sometimes one of the major problems is that people are taking up more than they can handle. And you have your day job and then you're also actively contributing to two projects. Probably you have some lead role in one particular open source project where you do code reviews or you're mentoring some certain persons. It's just so much, right? And then people just probably just say yes, yes, yes to everything because one, it's beneficial to them. And it's also beneficial to the community because the projects they're building help a larger spectrum of people, right? So more of the discussions we have then will revolve around, for example, how you prioritize your work, how you're able to focus on one, two, three things at a time. So you don't have to pick up five things just because you, of course, probably could do that. And then you end up being burnt out. So that's pretty much more of like the kind of conversations we have around burnout generally. Interesting. So that's a bit different than in, say, Western, more developed countries where a lot of the time people are actually doing open source for work. You mentioned there were 90 people or so at, at the sustain, 75% of the 120 who signed up. How many people were in Oscar total? We had about 2,400-ish. That's an estimate on the conference. And then for sustain, we had one twenty registered. The number of persons who actually attended were close to 2,000 for the conference days. That's incredible. That is a lot of people. I can't even imagine that many people in the same area. So yeah, out of those 2000 or so, how many would you say are people who are just doing open source on the side and are not doing it as their main job? I think more than 50% of everyone who attends have open source on the side. Just a few percentage of the attendees who like work full time on open source projects, either at the company or they're running their own open source projects full time. Just a very few percentage of them. So you more or less find someone who has a nine to five and who maintains a couple of personal projects and also contributes. And then you find someone who has a nine to five who contributes, but doesn't maintain a particular open source project. And there's a few percentage of those who maintain full time. That is really cool. Interesting. Okay. So, so it's like a mixed crowd, right? Some people are maintaining yeah. just having the normal difficulties and some aren't. You mentioned, how do you keep your body going while you're dealing with burnout and overwork in general. Do you have three quick tips for people to uh, keep their body working when they're working on open source? Yeah. I mean, first things first would be for you to focus on what matters. I understand that we are sometimes good people. We are kind people. and We tend to you know, want to do as much as we can. And while it's possible that you probably can do all of these things, it will help you if you just do that, right? So, you know, one, two, three things that depends on your bandwidth and what your time can take. And let that be your focus, first things first, of course. And generally, as well, as we always say, you need to have a live outside work. Uh, I mean, I could say for myself, open source is fun. And sometimes things that are fun kind of could be draining, being you're so engrossed in this particular probably task for today. You're trying to add this new feature and you keep going the entire day. And, you know, you didn't even realize that day is over yet. So Having a line makes it easier for you to have some reality check. As we would say, sometimes you need to touch the grass. So yeah, and that could be anything for anyone. For me, for example, I play chess a lot and I kind of play it to a degree where it can actually become dangerous for me because when I'm supposed to be resting, sometimes I rest by playing chess, which 
it's kind of weird because chess is a mental game, but that's my own way of touching grass and staying out from work. Some persons, it's music, like myself also, you could step out, you could hang out with your family, with your friends. I mean, it's just making sure you have a cycle that doesn't revolve around work alone, especially if you are an active contributor where you have a nine to five, and then you also do open source on the side, and then you probably also maintain. So you have three cycles in a day. You need to add something else you know, to ensure you could relax and refuel before you can come back. You know, sometimes we say in self you know, when you have a bug, you just go and sleep. And when you wake up, you have fresh ideas on how to figure them out. So yeah, that's pretty much how tips I would say would help generally as an engineer and also as an open source contributor. I hope you're playing GNU chess, the free and open source chess <laughs> made available for GNU Linux distributions on the GPL as well. Cool. I really like that. That's great advice. Super, super cool. Before we wrap up, because we are running up on time today. What was one other thing that surprised you about the sustained sessions this year? So I think one thing that surprised me, and it's more on highlights also, is that we had fewer persons who were interested in some certain working groups. So when we try to get people to indicate interest, we try to figure out which sessions they are more interested in. We find a larger number of persons were more interested in like open source software, working group. And then we have those who are also interested in marketing and funding, we have those who are interested. I'm saying this now in the hierarchy of the interest. And then next, we had those who are interested in officers programs and specialized projects. And then we had documentation next. And then we had design. And then we had bonus and mental health. And the last on that interest list was data science. You know, and all of this shows us more of where the interests are. And when we think about it more, it's a call to action for us to try and figure out how we could try and balance the levels, see if well, those who are more interested in this area more than the other areas, the reason why and how can we help those on the lower spectrum, you know, come up high. If it requires us reaching out more to those in those fields, probably they don't even know what Sustain Africa is all about. And they are actually struggling with figuring out how they could contribute to open source, or they do not even know what open source is. And they already have a normal job and the expertise could be beneficial in the open source ecosystem around all of the tools in that particular industry. So I think we are taking these insights also as we plan for the next one and try to see how we can balance, thi balance things out and make sure that we are getting the best out of the events. So there's going to be a next one next year. Do you have any details on that yet? Nah, no details yet, but as soon as we have <laughs> class for, for the festival, definitely whenever the open source festival happens in 2024, we will definitely have a sustained summit alongside. That is awesome. I hope that there's some way for other people to get involved. Can you tell me what people can do who say can't make it next year, but still want to hear about the discussions or help in some way? Yes, sure. So generally we have a Discord server for the entire open source community in Africa, and that's where all conversations go on. We have a Sustain Africa channel where we also discuss in Sustain. For example, when the report for this year is out, you find it in that channel. So if you're interested and keen on discussing all of this more, you know, feel free to join the server. And as usual, at every open source festival event, we also have volunteers. So you could be interested in doing that. And generally at Sustain also, we have note takers who, in a sense, are also a mix of volunteers for the festival and then note takers for Sustain Africa. So you could volunteer to take notes for us, you could volunteer to do different things. Usually we put this information out, which is why I would advise you join the server so you can catch up with all of this. Where can you join that server? So there is the link. However, you can find that by going to org slash community. 
anywhere on the website, you will find a link to the Discord server there. And there will also be a link somewhere around the podcast that you could take a look at. All right. Well, sweet. That sounds like you had a great time. It sounds super awesome. I'm looking forward to the report. And we'll put that on the Sustain OSS website, sustainoss.org, when we get to it. Balaji, thank you so much for coming on today and talking about what happened at Oscar. I'm looking forward to the next few series of podcasts. We're going to have a few other guests who come on who are facilitators or members of the Sustain working group session this year at Oska and looking forward to those. You're also looking for work right now, correct? Yes. All right. So if anyone wants to hire a really awesome conference organizer slash developer advocate, software engineer and content creator, definitely check out Balaji. Is that the right way to pronounce it? I'm trying to get my accent away. So I'm trying to figure out what I messed up at. I'll get there someday. Yeah, it's Balaji Ayodeji. Balaji Ayodeji and he's available on LinkedIn. Balaji, thank you so much again. I hope you have an awesome evening and thanks for coming on. Thank you so much, Richard. You too. And I look forward to the other episode in this series. Guests, we hope you have enjoyed this podcast. If you have enjoyed it, there's a few things you can do. One, you can listen to the next few episodes that are coming out, which will also be talking about Oscar. Two, you can go to podcastatthesaintoss.org and share that link with all of your friends. You can email me with any thoughts at podcastatthesaintoss.org. I'd be happy to take any criticisms, comments, love notes, whatever you want to send. Like this podcast wherever it's sold. And please donate at opencollective.com slash sustainoss. This is funded work and it's funded by you, the listeners. If you enjoy this, please have your company send some love our way. That's it for now. I'm Richard Litzauer and thanks again. Catch up.